Sovereign Grace Chapel, located at 135 Annabelle Lane in Beaver, West Virginia, invites you to listen to a gospel message concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. John chapter 17 this morning, beginning in verse 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, And the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me, Into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. 
and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Now, I could stop right now. I could stop right now. I threatened to do that to, to Earl one time. And he, you know what he told me? Well, I'd be okay. Because I can tell you something here. In reading this chapter, the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Christ, as recorded by John, you just got, you just heard the best sermon ever been preached just in reading this prayer this prayer by Jesus Christ is to the father and they are the truest words that have ever been spoken well everything Christ said is the truest words that's ever been spoken because his word is truth is truth this is a this is a prayer but I'm going to tell you something. This prayer is full of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's full of good news. It's full of good news. There's nothing but good news. And I'm going to tell you, I've got four things written down here. In particular, these are the words of Jesus Christ. And these words were spoken to the Father in prayer. They call this the high priestly prayer because Jesus Christ is the high priest, the true high priest, a one of the Old Testament where all types pointing toward him. And this is his prayer to the Father. And secondly, I want to point out these words are true, they are righteous, and they are wise. Jesus Christ is wisdom, is wisdom personally. Therefore, everything he says is both true and wise. And thirdly, I want to specifically point out 
that these words were not spoken to us or to his disciples. This was a prayer to the Father. That's the first word he starts out with. This is a prayer to the Father. Now, that being said, what does this prayer contain? Well, guess what? This prayer is not to us, but it is about us. And, even better, this prayer is for us, for his people. Fourthly, these words that were spoken about us, and most importantly, oh, that's it, that was my fourth point, and more than, most importantly from our point of view, they were spoken for us. They were spoken for us. The love of Jesus Christ for his people, for his people, even the ones not born yet, shines forth in this prayer to the Father. Why? He cares. He cares for you. He cares for his people. He cares for those that the Father gave to him. Now, what I'm going to do today is a little different than what I normally do. I'm just going to do basically an overview of chapter 17 of John. And this wonderful prayer. The first word he spoke in it, I said it just a second ago. Father. Father. Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, came to perform the will of his Father. That's what he said. I've come to do thy will, O God. And the only begotten, well-beloved Son of God, what? Called him Father. Called him Father. And also remember, he told us to pray in like manner. What did he tell us to pray? To start it off, our Father. Our Father. He included us, believers, with himself. And he prayed here, Father. The next part of it is this. The hour has come, what? Glorify thy Son. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. The Son of God was committed to and concerned with the glory of God. He came to do the Father's will. What? Unto the glory of God. Unto the glory of God. Because here's the thing. Glory only belongs to God. Jesus Christ is called the Holy One of Israel. And here's the thing. Both Father and Son are glorified, are glorified. And I'm going to tell you this, they always have been. They always have been. And here's the question. This is my title, Paul. Who is Jesus Christ? Well, this is Jesus Christ. My title is Who is Jesus Christ? This is Jesus Christ. Only God has the glory. And it says, you can read it in the Old Testament, I will not share my glory. Oh, but the Father and the Son have the glory. The Father and the Son have the glory. Now, very quickly, 
Like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm going to go through it just as quick as I can and make a few points because I do actually have a point. Verse 2, as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. The next word I want to point out here is this word power because this is a, 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 a wonderful thing. I did not know this. You know, the, the, it talks about the gospel is the power of God and it's the word dunamis, which came, you know, we get the word dynamite from, explosive power. That's not the word used here. It's another Greek word, and I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. But I did want to point this out. The word power here, okay, is this. It is power, but it's also the liberty. The liberty. What? Of choice. That's the definition. That was given him the liberty, the power of choice, what? Over all flesh. Over all flesh. Isn't that glorious? The power, the ability, the capacity, the authority, and the jurisdiction over all flesh. And I'm going to tell you something. I rejoice in that. That makes me happy. It makes a lot of other people mad. But that's what that word means. And that's what he says. Thou hast given him the liberty of choice over all flesh. What? That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. What are you saying? I'm not saying anything. Jesus Christ is saying it. Eternal life is given to those whom he chooses. That's what it says. And I'm going to tell you something. That's exactly what it means. Jesus Christ has the right to control, to govern over all flesh. And this is Jesus Christ. Our God is in the heavens. It says in the Old Testament. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. You know why? He has the power of choice. It's according to his will that things are done. Jesus Christ is God. Yes, he took upon the form of a servant and even as a man, the God-man has the power of choice. He has the power to give. That he should give. And here's the word, perpetual life, eternal life. And what's his choice? He gives this life to those that the Father gave to him. You got a problem with that? You got a problem. These are the words of Christ. This is Christ talking to the Father. Ugh. Excuse me. Eternal life, perpetual life, what does it say? This is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. 
Without eternal life, you cannot know God. Without his life, without his voice, raising the dead, even though they're walking around, you will not know Christ. You will not know God. What does it say? Matthew eleven twenty seven. 27, he, he said this, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. Ah, here it is. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. What's it say? This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. And how do we how do we receive eternal life? He gives it. He gives it. Understand? Eternal life is a gift of God. What am I saying? I'm saying salvation is the gift of God. Eternal life is the gift of God. And he gives it to those whom the Father gave to him. That's what he said, and that's what he meant. You understand? No man knows Yahweh. No man knows Jehovah without Jesus Christ. You can say whatever you want. You can play whatever you want. You can preach whatever you want. But without Christ, it's impossible to know God. Jesus Christ has power over all flesh to give life eternal. You understand? Just, just think about this. I'm just barely three verses into John 17. And we have election, we have irresistible grace, and we have the perseverance of the saints. And I'm just hitting the highlights. I love this chapter. I do. I love this chapter. I love this prayer. Jesus Christ said it, and oh, it is true. It is true. Now look at verse 9 for just a minute. Because in verse 9, we have a positive and a negative about this prayer of Jesus Christ. Verse 9 says this, I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Have you ever heard anybody say that there are some people Jesus Christ doesn't pray for? Well, I have, but I've been in places like this. I don't know anybody. I've never heard a preacher on TV quote this other than Henry Mahan. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. See, this is the first. There's a positive and a negative here. The positive is this. I pray for them. I pray for them. Who's them? He tells us. Those that the Father gave to him. When? From the beginning. From before the foundation of the world. Those that the Father gave him out of the world. That's what it says in verse 6. 
I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Then he gets down here and says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Guess what, folks? That's the negative part. That's the negative part. I, Jesus Christ, pray not for the world. And that's the truth. You understand? This is what he said, and this is what he meant. I know what the world says, but I can tell you this. It really doesn't matter what the world says. Smile, God loves you. Smile, Jesus loves you. Jesus didn't pray for the world. And he's talking about people. That's what he's talking about. Understand, it is true. There are people for whom the Lord Jesus Christ does not pray. Understand, the Bible is full to the brim talking about God's people. And it's always Every time you read Old Testament and New, when you read about the people of God, when you read about the children of God, it's always a particular people. Always. It always has been, it still is, and it always will be. I pray for them, I pray not for the world. Oh my. But here, verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them. What? In thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Jesus Christ keeps his people. Period. 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 You understand? If you think you can be saved and then you can be lost and then you can be saved and then you can be lost, you're wrong. Somebody's lied to you because Jesus Christ kept his people and none of them are lost. None of them are lost. And who are these people? What? Those that thou gavest me. The same exact ones he gives eternal life to. Oh, my. And by eternal life, he means eternal life. And he keeps us. He keeps us. Oh, my. We are kept by the power of God who has power over all flesh. Right? What does it say? Through faith. Through faith. Verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The people of God, believers, are not of the world. They've been called out of the world. What I say? Come ye out from among them, O ye, my people, my people, my people. You understand, they were his people before they came out. 
They were the ones the Father gave him before they came out. They were my people before they came out. Then they came out when he calls them by name, when he gives them eternal life, when he gives them faith, and they hear his gospel, and they believe it, they and they're still my people. And guess what, folks? They always will be my people. I like that. They are not of the world. Why? Even as I am not of the world. The people of God, believers, ones given eternal life, are not of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of it. And you, the world may not see it. The world won't understand it, even if they do get a glimpse of it. But here's the thing. You are the only ones, we are the only ones, who know what it means to be not of the world. Because we were in it once, and now we're not. We know what it's like to be dead in trespasses and sins because we were. But oh, we know what it means to be given life from God, to believe Jesus Christ, to trust Christ, to want to follow Christ, to maybe not be very good at it, but to want to walk in his footsteps, to walk in the Spirit. We are not of the world. Verse 20. This is one of my favorites also. Neither pray I for these alone, speaking of the disciples that are around him, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Amen. Through their word. What word? Right here, folks. Right here. This is their word. And you know what? Their word is his word. It's his word. He gave it to them. Oh, my. I like that. But you'll believe. You'll believe. His people, whom he gives eternal life to all those that the Father gave him, will believe. They will. Oh. And how shall they believe unless they've heard? How can they, how can they believe unless they've heard? Well, you're going to hear. He'll see to it. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. And I think he has. And he's doing it now. What? I pray for those who shall believe through the words of those that believe now. Who's that? One was John the Apostle. Ah, oh, you understand? Right here, I believe Jesus Christ prayed for Saul of Tarsus. You know, I believe he played for, prayed for Martin Luther, for John Newton, for Isaac Watts, for George Whitfield. for Henry Mahan and for Earl Cochran. I believe that Christ prayed for me right here, right at this moment, and it's recorded. Because I believe because of the words that have been written down that he has put in my heart. Oh, my. Along with everyone here right now whom he has given life and faith, Christ was praying for you right this moment. 
This is Jesus Christ.